So our panel, we've got Pastor Ray. You all know Pastor Ray, yes? Fantastic. We have Dr. Graham Mills. Fantastic. We have Nam. We have Anna. And we have Peter. And we have Wow. And um, I'll sit in the middle and we'll work this out as we go. But I want to start initially. Um, the, the first question which I'd really like you all to answer fairly briefly, because otherwise we're not going to make it through it, are we? So, um, is, is what is mission to you? What is mission to you? Do you want to start, Graham? Yeah. Yeah, great. I'm going to sit yeah. down. So, so I've, I've written down for me what it is for me. The good news of the gospel is the truth that God, who created us and me in his image, has made a way to reciprocate that love and to love each other. When we truly know our God, we truly know life. And this is the good news to be shared, always helping people to thrive in life as they also get to know their God and who they are. That is mission to me. That is the good news to me. Right. Fantastic. Beautiful. What's mission to you? Anyone can answer first? Uh, I would say anything we're doing to build God's kingdom. Right. Um, at, at its core, it's Matthew 28, 18 to 19. Go into all the world and preach the gospel and baptise uh, those in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But I see mission both globally but also locally. So it's, um, it's, it's very much taking the gospel to your neighbourhood, to your backyard, to your friends, and it's going beyond that. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. What about you, Ray? A great question, Pastor Sheridan. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I I haven't heard that for a while. (laughs) I just couldn't miss the opportunity. (laughs) I must say it's great to be here with you, Pastor Sheridan, everybody. It's so good to have you here. Wonderful. Um, Well, part of our mission is to be alive for a start. Come on. Come on. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Because if we don't have that, we don't have anything, do we? So as long as God has given us breath in our lungs, it's to make the big why, which is to make Jesus known, and to him known to everybody. And Jesus said in uh, Luke 19.10, I've come to seek and save the lost. That is big why, and every day we have the opportunity to work that out. In small ways, and big ways, in our workplaces, with our neighbours, with our families, and so forth, of bringing Jesus and his light and his love. So I think it's about the big things, and I think it's about the small things every day. Great. Uh, for me, is God is on the mission to reconcile everything to Himself, um, and I join in Him uh, to do that. Fantastic. Well, uh, I think it's like I feel like have fun with talk with people, and normally I'm not really like it, but Holy Spirit feel me to to do what God say, just like. Uh, to let the people know about God, and I find out, normally I think it's very hard, but I find out it's so easy, and I feel like I'm enjoying to serve God, that's me. <laughs> Great. Ray, you feel free to chip in any time, but I'd like to hear briefly, I'll probably go one answer per, per couple on this end, um, in one minute, what your journey with Global Mission is. Um, oh, no, I don't know, I don't ask easy question. <laughs> well, uh, very briefly with me, I guess I can remember back to about 1989, I was at a church service in Whakatani, and there was a, a mission preacher who was, giving, was preaching. He, he made an appeal at the end of the meeting, 
basically saying anyone who was prepared to let God help himself to their life come forward. And that included being available for missions. And I, and I, I think I came forward with about a dozen people. But, but that, was a, that was a kind of one of those God encounter moments for me. It was a God moment. Two years later, I was in Thailand, uh, not in missions, but on a dairy farming project where I met my future wife. And, and one of the reasons of being there was that I realised that there was very few Christians in the rural parts of Thailand, very few churches, and very few people doing ministry there. And um, that was the start of it, really. Right. And now, and now you, you spent a total of 13 years? 13 years in Thailand, in, yeah, Thailand. in, in church planning and evangelism. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh. Great. Wonderful. Uh, I think for me, it's, uh, I see, I look at the, um, the Christian communities uh, where I live, uh, I, I see poverty. Um, and uh, I read in the Bible and I see God promise. Uh, that he would transform, he would change life. So why don't we see that happen in in our communities? And um, so I first started to um, engage with students um, when I graduated from university because I know how hard it is uh, to be a student <laughs> and so helping. But um, the moment I, I remember uh, the time that I feel God really uh, called me to journey um, uh, with him is when I went to um, China and uh, attend a conference. And uh, one of the speakers shared about God would use the church to transform his community by changing, by transforming their mind, by renewing their mind. Um, and I said, that is, that is what uh, the church in in my country need to hear, and I said, I commit, Lord, I commit to you to bring this message to the churches. Wow, fantastic! Graham, what's your mis- uh, your journey with mission? Yeah, as a 19 year old, I attended a university student uh, Christian conference in Wellington, and I remember very, very clearly that in New Zealand, we we have the opportunity all the time um, to hear about the Lord, but there are many areas in the world that will never have the opportunity and what was my role to play in that? And the the verse from Romans um, 10 that says, um, how will they know unless someone tells them and how will they know unless someone goes? And for me, that was the realisation that it wasn't just about me and it wasn't just about my little geographical confine. It was actually the whole world. And uh, then living out that over the next um, 40 years is, uh, is, is the, oh, well, it's what happens in, in life as we walk day by day. Nice. What about for you, Ray? I won't say it's a great question. (laughs) Um, For me, it started as a teenager, very similar to what Graham shared around that scripture, you know, um, with the the prophet Isaiah, you know, who will go send me. And I was with a group of young people in a a church gathering, and many of us responded to that sense of call. And, you know, I think every generation and every heart feels that 
within them is to the respond to something that's bigger than themselves. And so it's just been a, a, an ongoing, growing journey. I'm not sure how that would unfold, and, but I, I must say when I came to uh, Activate Church, or Eastside as it was, and I saw the, the intentionality about making a global impact for the gospel, I thought, yes, yes. This is more than just lip service. This is something that's really taking commitment. It's really taking prayer, and it's making a difference globally. And I'll, I'll never forget the opportunity that I had to, um, and I know many have, have visited the McAllisters um, in China as uh, other missionaries, and seen just the wonderful work of the prayer and the investment that had been made in a, a small city in New Zealand and a church in Hamilton, and to see the, the leverage and the influence uh, that, that had in, in, in China was absolutely life-changing. So it's just a wonderful, just a wonderful thing. And, and I think, you know, in heaven, when those saints come through the pearly gates, as it were, and we all have an investment in that, it's just so good to know that together we're making such a big difference. Right. Mm. Fantastic. Did, or does your journey look like you thought it would look like at the start? Not at all. In fact, I have a list of things I was never going to do. I've done all of them now. Um, uh, for, for me, um, yes, basically in terms of where, where it's sort of gone. But uh, geographically, initially I thought possibly Indonesia. and I, I did some short-term mission trips there. But uh, uh, later on, God took me to Thailand. And, and so that's been my main focus. Uh, right. Yeah. What about you, Graham? Does it look like you thought it would? No, not at all. <laughs> Not at all. As, as a 20-year-old, I, I thought that uh, I was at medical school um, to work within a um, developing world, a non-Christian environment, and that my life would be lived out in that situation. But the Lord works in different ways, and as a result, um, I've, I've been um, on a journey of supporting other people to actually do that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, God very clearly said to me, don't strive for the things that you think you've told other people because you're too ashamed um, to, to step back from what you've told other people. And that actually was the biggest lesson that I actually learned along the way, that um, we walk with God step by step, and it's so easy to, to walk, walk a journey that we tell other people, and therefore we actually look foolish if we actually... Uh, God takes us in a different direction. So no, nowhere near what I thought it was going to look like, but so exciting. Fantastic. Graham is so committed to the call of mission and the focus of mission that he reminded us recently that he actually retired from the, um, the missions team a decade ago. But he still comes everywhere. He's still there every, every time. So it's great. It's great. You got a question? To uh, Anna and Nam, here's a question. Oh. Did you have to give up anything to respond to God's call upon your lives? And if so, what was that and how did you navigate that? Uh, absolutely. I, um, when I was in university, I got into the whole, you've got to have goals and uh, Zig Ziglar way back then. At any rate, I um, had all these dreams and aspirations for my life and I felt like God asked me to lay, lay down all of them. And so I went through a crisis. It took me a year to lay down all of those goals. So kind of one by one by one. But I think that opened the door that when God finally replaced it with a new dream of going abroad, 
uh, there was space for that. Mm. And so, but I mean, again and again, moving, uh, just so many things. God's challenged me to lay down things. Uh, for me, is uh, as I shared in my sermon uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, one of the things that I have to uh, give up is traveling. Uh, I used to work for an airlines, and I have free ticket to fly anywhere in the world. And um, when um, I resigned from the airlines, I'd never been outside of Vietnam. Wow. So thinking, oh, uh, I, you know, I've give up. Um, but then, as I share, I have traveled around the world many couple of times. Um, and so, so there's one thing that I give up. But one another thing is um, depending on others' generosity. Mm. Um, you know, before I make good money, <laughs> um, so self-sufficient, you think that, you know, you don't have to depend on other people. Now, we have to depend on other people. Uh, and before I feel like, oh, you know, it's, why don't I work and do the other thing? But uh, it's a biblical thing. Um, the people in the church or in the Christian community are supposed to take care of the people who do the work, not the work of God, but um, to do specific call, a specific uh, thing. Um, and that is the way that the bodies work. Um, and I'm proud of it. Yeah, good. Very, very good. Peter well. Um, well, I went off to, uh, to Thailand for, you know, to begin in what was 13 years, probably at the height of my career. Um, I was in banking, doing quite well. So I laid that down, but it, I never regretted that. Not one day did I regret being on the mission field. In fact, God blessed us so much while we were away. We just really felt that the smile of God was on us every day. And we thank God every day for the people back here in New Zealand who supported us, so enabled us to do what we were so blessed in doing, which was taking, the na- you know, taking Jesus into, into villages that had never heard of the name of Jesus. And we were able to do that because people from this church supported us. And I, I never looked at it saying, well, I've given up a career or whatever. It, that was nothing. It was nothing in, in compare with what God gave back to us um, during that time that we were away. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, about me, I feel like I say, no, I don't want to go serve God for five years. God come to in the dream for five years. And I don't want to let go of my comfy life, my everything. You know, and I feel oh, I'm going to start like silo again, and I just feel I don't know what I want to do, but but God is still like stay with me, and God is bless everything. Yeah. Awesome. Could I ask the same question of you, Pastor Sheridan? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's a great question, right? <laughs> Sure, you got a great answer too. <laughs> uh, for me, um, I guess I was reasonably young when I responded to what I felt God was asking Jen and I to do. So it was really about giving up um, potential dreams and aspirations. In other words, it was taking a completely different direction with our lives and where we thought we were going. And um, interestingly, we thought that had huge cost to it. It took me a long, long time to work that through. But everything I was thought I'd miss out on, I've done and more. Yeah, 30 years down the track. So, 
Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's very good. And you? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, one, one of the things I, I struggled with, to be honest, um, when I came to serve in the church, which was in 2006, so it was a long time ago now, um, I was working in, in, in industry on a very good salary and um, just felt, you know, I, I really enjoyed my workplace. I got on well with the staff, enjoyed what I was doing. But I was incredibly frustrated. And it was nothing to do with my workplace. It was God calling me out. And, and I was really struggling with that because I was thinking, and at the time, Pastor Nick was saying, Look, why don't you come along and, and do a couple of days in, in the life of the church? Which I really wanted to, to be honest. Uh, but I was really struggling. How am I going to make the finances work? And I, I got so frustrated uh, that I went and saw my doctor because I was having a spasm down my esophagus. And he said, you're really, really stressed. How, how's work going? And I said, work's fine. And I knew exactly what, he, what it was about. It was the call of God. And the moment I said to my boss at work, look, I'm, I'm going to move on and step into serving in the church, instantly that spasm left me. I've never had it back. And I really thank the Lord for using my, the, the struggle. And, and I, I think about the journey that we've been on since, and I am so pleased. I have absolutely no regrets. It's not easy. Um, it has challenges. But I thank the Lord uh, that we can walk together. And I must say, Wendy and I have really enjoyed the, the journey with you, Sharon and Jan, uh, and the team. It is really wonderful. We really appreciate your leadership, and all of this is an expression of it. So I look at that and I go, yeah, it was, it was a tough decision to be, I, it, and, and I don't want to overplay it to say it was quite, it wasn't easy, it was a struggle for me, um, and it took a little working through, but I have no regrets about it now. Great. Got any regrets, Graham? No regrets at all. It, for me, it's never been giving up, it's taking on. Um, and that doesn't mean that that life is straightforward. It's not straightforward. There are always ups and downs. And, and there is a, a song that I come back to um, continuously, and it's the Matt Redman song, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord. And I'm just going to read out the four stanzas of, of this, this song. In the land that is plentiful, which is what we always want, where your streams of abundance flow, blessed be your name. But when I'm found in the desert place, Though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. When the sun's shining down on me, when the world's all as it should be, blessed be the name. On the road marked with suffering, though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. You give and you take away, my heart will choose to say, blessed be your name. And for me, that's the journey that we walk on. So there's no... There's no giving up. It's taking on, and it's walking a journey. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Any, any regrets? Uh, not at all. Um, I think um, for me, um, I, will, I, I will do it again in a heartbeat um, because I, the more that I serve God, the more that I walk in obedience to him, the more that I know him in the, in the deeper way. Um, as the Graham and everyone said, it's not easy. Uh, to walk in obedience to God is not easy. Uh, you sacrifice. But, but through that journey, you know God in a different way, in a deeper way. And you appreciate how much he has done for you. Uh, through that journey, 
you know that he walked before you, with you, and behind you, and protect you. And it's increased um, my faith. Um, and I think God would use that to encourage and, and um, uh, encourage other people to walk in obedience to him right. as well. So no, no regret. Right. But I, I would echo what Nam said, but I would also say, you know, uh, just that opportunity to realize that God's plan for you is so much better than your own plan for yourself. <laughs> and so I might have had hopes and dreams, but what God's given me as a life is so much better. I think you answered that one before, Peter, and well, about no regrets. But um, the final question is this. What would you say to someone sensing a mission or ministry call and they're not sure what to do next? Just let me... When I say ministry call, I mean whatever God's called them to, not necessarily to a role in church. Um, start heading towards it. Get involved. If, I mean, if you're sensing that it's a missions one, I mean, I'll put it in that framework. Um, start moving towards that. Get involved. Find out all you can about missions. About Take an interest in the missionaries that the church um, is already supporting. Get, get along to missions prayer meetings. Um, find out about that unreached people group that you're interested in or that, or that country you've heard about that's stirring an interest. Find out. Start heading in a in direction. Um, I like that analogy. You might have heard it's about, about the ship that's anchored. Um, cannot be turned or is very difficult to turn. But once it's moving a small rudder can direct its path, it can right. change it. And that's the way that God, I've found in my life, um, directs us. So once we start heading in a direction, God can, once we, God can easily adjust our path. He can, check, he can provide a check or he can, he can divert us into another area once we start a movement. But it's very difficult if we're sitting in a vacuum to hear God, you know. So get moving. Start heading towards something. Get training. And God will, will on that pathway, God will give you the rest of the information and direct you where you should go. Fantastic. Great answer. Yeah, great. Uh, um, one... <laughs> well, um, uh, there's a saying, um, the enemy of the best is the good, right? Is yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it sounds good. It sounds um, very logical. But I find it, I don't know about you, but I find it is not biblical. Um, because it's, it keeps you from trying because you want it to be perfect. You want it to be the best. And of course we want to do the best of us to, in doing something. Right? We want to work as hard as possible, as excellent as possible. Right? But um, when you're waiting for something, for the best, right? the best plan, the best thing, um, you miss out other things. Yeah. Um, and so... And I, if you can find, if you can help me to understand that is biblical, show it to me. But I don't think that phrase or that idiom is biblical. Go out, trying something, doing something. If God, you feel like God called you to do something, try it. As Peter said, learn it. Um, talk to people. Right? Um, and how can, ask the question, how can I serve God in the talent or the gift that I have God already given me? Right. In the small things first. Well, I think it's also, um, I think a lot of missions can feel like, I don't know, sometimes to me it feels like we're endlessly stepping off cliffs. So I think uh, learning to obey God in just the little things, whether it's speaking to a co-worker that you're not 
comfortable to share with or giving more that you then you necessarily feel comfortable and then seeing God turn up and seeing the way that God moves and God acts that gives you that strength to be able to take the bigger steps and the bigger steps so I would say get get faithful at the little things and that's when God will give you those bigger things fantastic Graham yeah share your dreams with other people but don't get into the habit of saying in five years I will in ten years I will We've been called to bloom where we are planted. Right. That means now. We, we need to be blooming now. And in five years' time, we need to be blooming. And in ten years' time, we need to be blooming. So I encourage you to share with other people because we are never called to do life alone. What do you think, Ray? Yeah, um, I, I think the call of God comes probably... There's this there's, there's desire within you wanting to do something which I think is really good to respond and respond to the now. The other, in, in my situation, is the disruption that comes into your, your life. You know, you look at the Apostle Paul. He was disrupted on the road to Damascus by the light. Um, and, I, and I think it's much easier to go the way where your desire is rather than these big disruptions. But God uses all of that uh, to be fair. And I, I think, you know, as being said, begin to communicate. I, you know, I must say one of the things that I've been very aware of since my surgery is you only have now, yes. so make it count. What are you doing today for Jesus? And I, I like that scripture in Colossians 3, whatever you do, do it with all your might as unto the Lord. Uh, we have a now to do with all our might as unto the Lord. And, and that's for the long the long haul, you know, you start it today. As Sheridan mentioned about Graham, now Graham's been involved in missions forever. And, um, but I think he would say he's just done it day by day. And day by day builds a month by month, a year by year, which builds a legacy. And that's what our church has done. Day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. And it builds a legacy without you even knowing it. So now is the time. Today is the moment to start. Um, and respond as God is leading to you. And as I think Nam said, or, or Peter, you know, once you're moving, if, if the, the direction needs to be changed, it's much easier to change something that's moving than that's not. And probably there's one caution I would add in this space. Um, I don't really like saying this, but I am going to say it. Um, I, I've seen people want to reach out in, in missions and not have the humility uh, to respond to the guidance of others around them. Mm-hmm. I know speaking with seasoned missionaries, one of the things that they look for is a sense of humility uh, and willingness to even go into places maybe they wouldn't necessarily want to go, but out of service to others they do so. I've observed that too, and people that take that attitude, that Christ-like attitude, are the ones that flourish by far the best. May I ask uh, at one, one thing regarding the, the, the ship? Uh, you know in uh, Acts chapter 16, when the Macedonian call, right? You see Paul and his companions want to go to uh, different places and the Spirit of of God stopped them, right? Two times until the third time then because he see the vision of the Macedonian man. Um, So, yeah, Apostle Paul, (laughs) and yet he moving, he, 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 f- he knows the call that God has for him, and he, he doing it, and God direct him. Yeah. Like, don't wait for the perfect, like, the perfect plan, the perfect call. Start doing something small, and, and 
God going to, as uh, Pastor Ray said, yeah, what is your passion? Uh, do it with humility, small thing, and God going to guide you uh, to different. Great. Thank you so much. There's a lot of experience here. Yeah. And I really pray that you've gleaned something powerful from it this morning. Can we give the, the team a great big hand, please? Thank you so much, guys.